Are you ready for some fun? Oh, yeah! This service is brought to you by the Pleasure Club. If you're under 18 and do not wish to be billed, please hang up now. Who said buying a home should be uptight and boring? It's time for Patty's Playhouse, your local real estate talk show with Patty and Scott. It's house talk with a happy ending each and every time. Patty's Playhouse with Patty and Scott starts now. Working out to find what a way to make a living. Patty, getting by, it's all taking and no giving. Just use your mind and they never give you credit. It's enough to drive you crazy and you let it. Playhouse. We're on Real Talk 93.3 FM in Tallahassee. Tallahassee's Real Talk station. See, I read this poster. <laughs> and that's what it says You're on the poster. You're very good at reading. I am. I'm Patty Wilson. That's Scott Coward. He's back. We're realtors and painters and drywall repair people. Counselors. And appraiser, therapist. Whatever you need. We're here. Our number is 850 our website to search for homes is pattyandscott.com, but you can find us on Facebook at Patty's Playhouse 93, and that 93 is for real talk. And our business page is at Patty and Scott on Facebook. There you have it. And you can see all our pictures, what we post. So, yeah. We're recording early in the week. We record, and then it airs on Saturday, so we're recording early in the week and in the morning, which we haven't done in a long, long time. time. My voice is not, it's a lot more it's gravelly. She's usually yelling throughout the day and getting ready for the show. <laughs> it's like I ate gravel. That's what I sound like. <laughs> Why, Patty? I haven't been drinking, so there's no reason for that. I haven't had time to drink, so gravel. that's a problem. You haven't even had wine? Tonight. I'd ask how your weekend is, but then you'll tell me. What weekend? <laughs> what weekend? He painted a, a yeah. client's house, but they've Looks already so sold. Good. They already sold, and the painters didn't show up. Yeah. So that's what we were going to talk about today, lack of skilled labor, and then we're going to talk about buyer's closing costs. 
Mm. And we're just going to chat about what we like and what we don't. There's skilled labor out there. There's just they're just not calling us. Well, or not showing up. There's that, and then there is a lot of people who, because they're skilled labor, are unfortunately not economical enough. So it's finding people who are affordable and skilled. I think is what has become a little bit more challenging. Well, even if they're not, we don't even know if they're really affordable because they'll say, I'll be there Saturday from one to two, and they don't come. Right. So it's really hard to tell it's, if they're affordable. Like, I am looking, if you know anybody willing to put a pool liner in a pool. Now, it's a round pool. It's not a rectangular pool or kidney. It is completely round pool. I need a pool liner in the pool. Cannot get anybody. I can't get a quote. I can't get anybody to look at it, show up, and, and nothing, nothing. It's under contract. So 2110 Scenic, which we had an open house for yesterday, is now under contract. We have, we need inventory. We do need inventory. I have a new listing coming up. It's a condo in Hartsfield Green, and that is 2403 Hartsfield. I painted the doors yesterday because the condos, you know, you have to wait for condo associations to paint. I didn't want to wait. The seal. So of I did approval. it. I did it. It looked really pretty, didn't it? Two one one zero scenic is under contract. So if you need repairs on stuff, it's really hard to do. So that one needs a pool liner. We have Hollis that will be coming seven seven three three four Hollis, which Scott is styling right now. We're making you know painting or putting a new carpet, new appliances. Um, making it ready for the buyer. Freshly painted. So we're going to talk about that and today. Styled. And then concessions. Because I had this like moment of, ah, oh, that's how I explain it to people. So a lot of the homes that are for sale right now are, are not five-year owner. They're more like 25-year owner homes, which is why them. we're doing a lot of what we're doing. And some of the sellers, when we first talked to them about what their net looks like, the net is that what their total proceeds would be approximately and we talked to them about paying buyer concessions i thought what's a better way to say what i'm saying i always want to know what's the most efficient best understood way and so they buy the house in 1990 and the house costs 210 well they're selling it for 350 and they'll say when when i bought the house at 210 i had paid my own closing costs well closing costs back in the 90s were not as high as as they are now very true and the prices weren't as high. Very true. So when you're buying a house at 210, it was easier to get into because the closing costs were smaller. Now they're really high. Yeah. And you, you, you can't, you have to extrapolate that for inflation. So just like the price has gone up, the purchase price, so has the closing cost price. And people can have really great credit and the down payment, but they don't have enough money to close in Florida. Florida's closing costs are high. The buyer here traditionally pays all the title insurance, all the recording fees. And so we, we try to build that into the loan. For sure. And I think a lot of a lot of sellers, at least today, I'll use Leafwood, for example, my, my customer who I was painting with this weekend. Um, when she sold her house, I did set the expectation that a lot of buyers are looking for closing cost concessions because not only do they want to get in the house, they'd like to have a little money when they get in the house in order to do whatever upgrades or projects that they have. So in this case, even though 
the expectation was that we were going to list it for 270 the idea was that we would probably have some closing cost concessions so we thought well if they want closing cost we'll see if they can get a loan for whatever that is but the reality is we were at the high end of the price point anyways so it was just kind of set up in the in the cell that in the event that it did not appraise for what they needed in order to get those concessions that they'd have to be willing to come to the table to do so. And in that case... They'd have to use their nest egg. Correct. And it it did not work out for them because we were at the high end of the price point and I was concerned it would not appraise for anything more than the 270. And so, like most sellers, you don't want to leave money on the table and you don't want to feel as if you're giving away something that you didn't have to. So... It was when you came by on Saturday and she goes, you know what, Scott, you were right because, and she said, did you hear that, Scott? You were right. It was the setting of that expectation that said, if we're at 270, well, you can sell it for what you want to, you can sell it for 290, but it's not going to appraise. So we have to be working on the buyer that says, hey, we're willing to do this, but in the event that it doesn't appraise, I want you to be knowledgeable of that right. and be, and I need to know that you are willing and able to come up with the closing cost in the event that it doesn't appraise. And the number of cash buyers in our market is very low. Correct. So Correct. you are only dealing with financing buyers. So you to get that big bag of cash from the buyer, you have to figure out how can I package it to make it attractive because it's not just price, it's terms. Right. So during that during the contractual phase, she was mm. she kept saying to him, This is my customer, and she would say, you know, I I I feel like we could have gotten that without giving closing costs. Well, come to find out, you couldn't have because it didn't appraise. And the fact that we set it up for that is what got you where we are. And so that's where she came to me and said, you were right. Like, you can't get more than you can get. You You just can't. can't. So she got everything she wanted. She got every last dime out of that place and actually an extra hundred bucks. You, You just can't get more than you can. But you can set it up in hopes that, you know, maybe something will will shake out. But it doesn't always work that way. This is Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse. So we talk real estate. It's house talk with a happy ending. This and was. we talk real estate. And <laughs> it is sure. a happy ending because it is about packaging. They need to know that. So say it was 270 the price. We're talking closing cost assistance. So say the price was 270 and they back that 7000 out. It's two sixty three. So you sell it for two sixty three. That's really what you're selling it for. Correct. And all your other all the other seller costs come down from that. But it, it was interesting to watch that as I am an appraiser, how that works. You really for sure. you can only push it so much. That's all you can do. And then the then the realtors lose their ever loving mind because it doesn't appraise, but you're protecting the bank. Appraisers are protecting the bank. We're not protecting the buyer. We're not protecting the buyer or the seller. We're protecting the bank and the bank's investment in the house. Uh, agreed. And in this case, uh, you know, we just didn't have to give closing cost concessions. They right. had to pay for them. So we ended up at that 270 anyways. But it, had we not had the initial conversations when the appraisal came in, it would not have gone that way. You know why I love that so much? It would have been absolutely insane. So in, in our world in Tallahassee, in, on our, the confidential multi-list listing, it has the purchase price and the closing cost assistance. And a lot of appraisers will take that 270 
take out the 7000 and they'll make an adjustment of $7,000 on the appraisal and just deduct it right. as a running total. And I don't believe in that. Like, I disclose the amount of closing costs on my appraisals, but I don't make an adjustment equal to it because it had to appraise Correct. for that $7,000. So I'm not doing that. Right. And then I explain it. This is why I don't do it. Right. And it, I get away with not making that adjustment because it's not dollar for dollar. No, it's not. I mean, it, it is what it is at that number. I don't this is know Patty Wilson, other... Patty's Playhouse. We're going to talk about buyer concessions on the other side of the break. Playhouse, we're on Real Talk 93.3 FM. You can find us on any platform, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, as a podcast. I try to name the episodes funny, funny stuff. We're almost on our hundredth. Who'd have thunk it? Who'd have thunk I'd have lasted this long? True. (laughs) Who'd have thunk, who'd have thunk a lot? Right. (laughs) So we're talking about buyer concessions. So buyers need the money to be able to buy their house. There's benefits to the seller to doing it, and then there's benefits to the buyer. The benefit to the seller is they can allow more people to have an opportunity for their home. If you're going to restrict, I'm not giving closing costs to any buyers. I didn't pay it. Well, then you're limiting the number of people able to buy your home. Our job as realtors, everyone's job as a realtor, is to provide you the most opportunity. We market the homes not our house so we have to uh, create packages and create opportunity for buyers make it easy you know the easier things are for people the more likely they are to do them right it's simple so buyer concessions if they are allowed to build it into the purchase price of the home they're more willing than they can keep their little nest egg for the baby or the paint or whatever they want and the other there's tax benefits i believe i'm not an accountant but they can't write off all the closing costs if they put that money out directly to the lender or title company. There's certain closing costs they can write off in certain a, but when you build it into the loan, you can write off that interest. So it makes it a little easier for people. I think I think more so than anything that I'm noticing today, I have customers where they don't need the closing costs and I have customers where they do. In the event that they're selling something, and in this case I had a buyer, a, a seller who was selling a home and buying a home, she gave closing cost concessions. Therefore, when she went to buy, even though she didn't need them, wanted closing cost concessions. So I think a lot of it is a ripple it's effect. Behavioral. It's a ripple effect. And so whatever happens to you, you you kind of want that back in turn. A lot of times it works out and a lot of times it doesn't. It just depends on what price point you're in and how, you know, how effective you have to be in negotiations for said property. So if you're in a tight market, you don't have the luxury of doing that, especially if you're downsizing in this case, like you're selling something of a higher price point and buying something at a lower price point because the 
the competition in that lower price point market is so much larger than in the one to which you're selling. So you're not going to get as much, but you can try. And I think it depends on how the realtor presents it. Oh, absolutely. I think so, that's true no matter what. Well, I mean, and, presentations, everything. <laughs> Styled no and sold. Right. And if you, you present it, so I'm the buyer's agent and I'm directing a present to the next agent, the listing mm-hmm. agent, I'm presenting. I dictate in a nice email, this is the purchase price, this is the closing cost. I tell them why. If people know why you want something, they're more likely to give it to you. Yeah. If they just think, you're, I'm giving them $7,000 right. in closing costs and no reason why, I'm less likely to get it. Right. So I do purchase price, closing costs, why. Uh, terms, if it's long time, closing, short time. I usually call the agent, the listing agent, and ask what's most important to your customer. Time, price, repairs like what what makes their life easy so i can get my buyer into your house right it's Which just makes, present it i mean that makes perfect sense and i'll say are they opposed to closing costs have did they pay closing costs can you tell me a little bit about them you can't tell everything but you can say yes i've i created a situation where closing costs are friendly terms no i think your questions are valid and i think it really puts you in a position to give the offer in the best way in which it can be received, no different than talking to people. You can't speak the same to every person. It is if I know what drives you, I can handle a offer in such a way. So if you're driven by top dollar, then obviously you want to go high on price point and take concessions. If it's the net, then it's not going to make a difference. You might as well just go in with the right number. It just depends on what what the intent is. This is Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse. Our website's pattyandscott.com. 850-656-0009. And you're right. Some people, some sellers really want that top dollar. They want to see it. They want to feel good about their house. They want to talk to the neighbors. And I want to help them. Correct. (laughs) I want to help them get that top dollar. I I get it. But the net is the net. It just, a lot of people don't see it that way. Yeah, it's your bottom line. Right. It all depends on, you know, I I can present an offer in the best way I know how, but even I'm presenting it to another realtor that has to present it. So knowing more. Yeah, you don't get to talk to the seller. Right. And if we're on the seller side, we don't get to talk to the buyer. So it, you, we cannot control that outcome. We can only control our conversation with that agent. Do we have a good relationship? Are they new? Are they old? How to, So I try to package everything within the contract right. so that it gets presented because it has to be presented. So the more I write in the contract the more I have, I get to work around that other agent. Right. And I love doing that. I mean, that's... that's I love doing that because I, I, I'm i working around them or through them and they don't even know it. Well, it's your only way of really approaching the seller, if you will. I mean, You can present in person as long as the listing agreement allows. Correct. So I've had other folks, older agents, like well experienced, like 50 years in it, have presented in person, which I think is really nice. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, I, I, I don't either. I just present differently, and I just do it through the through the agreement itself and the offer, and then I'm. They have to go over it. Then they can't just they can't not present what I'm putting in there. Yeah, everybody's like everybody's got their own style, no doubt, and I think that's what makes um, the relationships that we make out in real estate 
with regards to buyers and sellers work because typically people are hiring people that they connect well with. So you, you learn a lot about the mm-hmm. other person just by it virtue just makes of who it they're more choosing. Fun right. When I know I can get around the agent. Well, That's all. It's all about trying to make sure that. But all of that stuff is private. I, if I'm going to create write an offer and it's a multiple offer situation, inevitably the buyer wants to know how much did the other house sell for it. All of, of that course. is confidential. Of course. Until it closes and then you can find out. And it may be priced less than yours. It could be the terms, which is why I asked. It could be the terms. It could be, it could be who's financing it and somebody's had a bad experience. It could be sometimes people don't want to sell to, if, so, if there's an investment company, they'd rather a, sell to a family. couple buy their home. So there's so many different, you know, portions of why people make decisions the way they make them. We just will never know. The only thing we can do is do our best to help our customers get what it is that they're searching for. And it is it is confidential. It is. It is. Even afterwards, you'll see the numbers, but you don't know what makes up the whole conversation. You never know. So sometimes with buyer concessions, it's repairs. Right. And it's a dollar amount. And it's time. And it's the ability to stay in the home afterwards or get in the home early, restore their stuff financing cash take the furniture there's all sorts of ways that concessions can be made when you're doing an appraisal the bank wants to know what is the form of those concessions Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's hard to find out because we could only go with what's on the contract they don't want we don't appraise personal property we don't appraise furniture so we have to be clear that the furniture is not included that it's excluded than that it could be virtually anything it really could so it could be i use your golf cart for two years it could be you've given me a pool i've seen that recently where they give pool memberships away to be able to buy the house those are things that premier can't necessarily local pools. put a a number on but they that's make, why i don't make an adjustment right, but on they make the, a difference to a seller and a buyer so you you all things considered equal you cannot account for certain aspects as to why people make the decisions they make. Summerbrook has a pool, and I think it's like $650 a year or something like that. And I've seen where it was two years pool membership was included. Just as a, just as an enticement. Mm-hmm. We have to disclose to the lender, but that doesn't mean that there is a, a dollar amount. They could have just been, I'm going to give this, throw this in. We don't know if the buyer was not going to buy the house without it. We don't know. So that's why I don't make an adjustment for those concessions. I've had things where people were just insane about washer and dryers. I mean, it literally came down to a washer and dryer. I mean, it's you just never know what makes people tick. And we don't get to know that on the appraiser side. So it's just a little tidbit. But buyer concessions are really important here in our area. I believe in South Florida, Southwest Florida, and the true South Florida they're not as they're important. Not as important. It, I mean, everybody wants to feel like they're getting something, but the market and the way and the way that people are paying for things make things completely different. There's a lot more cash in South Florida, so it's not as important to feel like you're getting back. They want it at a, a low net number. This is my favorite Elvis song. Well, and you're going to Kentucky. I'm in Kentucky when this airs. For Rita Palooza, Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse, 850-656-0009. Stay with us. We're going to talk about repairs and skilled labor. In the rain, thumbing for a ride on this lonely 
Kentucky back road I've loved you much too long My love's too strong To let you go Never knowing Welcome back, Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse. Even if our show sucks, which I know it doesn't, we have some freaking fun music. That's true. We do. And, and it's like head music. It's going to stay in your head. Yeah, our show doesn't suck. We were going to talk. I'm just saying oh, if. Gosh. Like if, if, if. But it doesn't. Even if you don't like us. Even if you don't like Patty and Scott. Listen to our music. The music's bad. Isn't good. <laughs> So, we were going to talk about something else, which we were talking about skilled skilled buyers and repair. Skilled, what were they going to say? Well, that was the repair, conversation we were having, and I was saying this week skilled has labor. been... This week's been kind of rough because, uh, as we talked about last week, even though it aired on Saturday, I had literally just had oral surgery the day before. So, last week was rough, and so I was saying during the break how I'm airheaded this week like literally don't know <laughs> he has tired really, eyes people really what's going on but i had stopped by the other day to um pick up my daughter at a establishment that she was visiting while i was running errands to get her nails done yes but the point was that in this shopping center there is a true leave and a but there's a place next door, and it's called like something MJ, which I think is marijuana. Oh, I didn't know I'm not know sure. That. It's like Doc MJ or something. So oh. I was asking, like, what that's about because last week I had a number of customers I was working with that noticed how I was hurting on my tooth and my jaw just being jacked up and whatnot, and so they were recommending that I get some uh, something to smoke to make the. Pe- the pain feel better and then i'm at the place and i'm airheaded and i'm like i don't even no, no i wasn't there to visit it i was there picking up my daughter and so i i realized how busy they were the people that were coming in and out and so i was asking what are, what's happening in there like they're not walking out with a dime bag so i just don't know wait a second like, is I a dime bag really a dime bag i don't even anymore? know what that means quite frankly I, I, it was ten dollars oh, okay. it was like it, that's what i believe i've never smoked pot to be honest, well, that makes more sense. I tried and I I'm failed. Thinking, what are you getting for a dime? I failed miserably, Sarah, at smoking pot. So I had decided that I was going to try at my 50th birthday party in Ithaca, New York. And I was going to try pot and I, nothing Mis- happened. Miserable fail. It was horrible. It was embarrassing because I'm like 50. I'm like, yay, I'm going to do this. And nothing. So this happened to be Friday, yeah. right? So it was really busy. And so but I I'm believe like- a dime bag it was $10. Okay, well, they're not getting a... I, I don't... I mean, I never saw anybody walk out with me, but they had a paper bag, and I don't know what's in there, and so I was asking, we should what's go. going on? Like, what, what... And I feel like it's something I'm missing out on, and I don't understand what's happening. But there's supposedly Sarah, our producer, our new producer. Hello. She's doing a great job, too. Thank I you. believe they're selling some sort of form of marijuana without the THC so you don't get high. So I don't know what the point is. Yeah, I think that's just CBD pretty much. Like, I'm pretty sure anyone can get that. They're making a fortune. 
<laughs> so Selling. you just walk in and you buy some oil of some sort. Is it oil? I think so. Do you yeah. put it like? Do you drink it or do you put it it's on drops, you? Like what? Right. Um. I mean, I've never like tried it. it. No. So what's the so point of this know. prescription then? If you can just go in and get it. Well, you can order it online. So what's the point of it? I don't know. I'm so lost in all of this, but I need to figure it out. I don't know. <laughs> and, and maybe someone who knows can call us and then they'll be on next yeah, week's I'd show. I'd like to understand. I would like to understand I'd too because I don't like know. It doesn't have THC or it has such low doses of THC and THC is supposed to be this the stone feeling that you get, yeah. which I cannot even accomplish. <laughs> I don't understand. I'm with you, Scott. I, I don't understand. I know they're making a fortune off of non-high pot. Like it doesn't well, make any sense. Well, if there's this whole initiative of not of being able to have marijuana and yet now you can do that with getting prescription what's the difference between that and this oil that's everywhere like what is truly what like what do you do there i don't understand <laughs> I, I need don't to really be i need to and have, there's tons of them you go down tennessee they're street all over the place uh, now but these there's places like zoe's are so busy pot pot house Zoe's Pothouse, 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 Mattress Store, Tire, Nukes. Right. That's what it looks like. Nail salon. So you can you can get gas, get your nails done, have something to eat, and also get your marijuana on. Zoe's and, is in the perfect spot. Yeah, I don't spot. understand. Like right there next to Pot Pot, Target, Cross right. Street. Well, like, does this oil make you hungry I like don't supposedly know. Pot does? I don't know. I, so. I hope to God it doesn't. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's just to like help you sleep or relax you. Or well, something. I ordered just a full disclosure. So my my mother in law passed away. And my husband is very agitated. So he's going through the grief process, and he's very agitated. And I thought, you know what? I had a conversation with someone who does use CBD oil. Now I'm going to order for him. And so you give it to him at night. It. Yeah, I ordered it online. It was called. It was from a company called Mary Jane. Right. And it was a lemony taste. But I I did research first. Because, you know, you don't know what you're buying. Yeah. And there was, like, several top ten companies. And right. this was on multiple of those lists. So I felt comfortable ordering it. You get 40 doses at 600 milligrams for 90 bucks. Which is all well and good. Uh, no judgment here. I just don't understand. No judgment like, at all. We don't well, care. So I'm trying to understand We're libertarian the whole, what's kind of the people. philosophy of this whole go and get a prescription But they're thing. everywhere. Everywhere. So... Prime Real Estate on Thomasville Road, across from Benton Road. Okay. Pot. ABC Liquor, CBD, marijuana, whatever. I don't know what cannabis, whatever they are. Like, right prime real estate. They're getting prime real estate. So, obviously, they're selling a lot. They're selling a lot. And there's numerous brands, like numerous brand name buildings and doctors. So, when I'm researching the CBD oil for Chris which I just told him last night, so I feel confident saying it here. It says, get a 420 doctor. That's what they're calling the doctors. 420? Oh yeah, because April 20th is like National Pot oh, Day. Goodness, I'm so So get a 420, 420 doctor. I mean, I'm I'm not a naive Had you person, ever heard but that, I'm naive Sarah? as no. it pertains to this because I really I just drink wine. I am extremely naive. <laughs> like, I don't smoke and I don't understand how that was. So does CBD come from marijuana? Yes. Okay. So it There's all hemp starts oil. there. Hemp oil, which is some pot is grown for its hemp, and it really doesn't have any THC in it. There's nothing. So you get hemp oil, which is used for one kind of medicine, medicinal purposes, as right. I put my fingers in there. And then there's the CBD, which is more derivative of the true pot plant. 
Okay, so this is what you do while you're <clears throat> go all the way on your on your event tour plan of uh, Rita Palooza. Yes, you need to put the plan together to have somebody <laughs> in here to educate us because I it, I just don't like not knowing. I'm a I'm a person that needs to I understand. Can do that. I can search and for I feel like I need to know more a about 420 this. Four twenty doctor. I, and I'm sure somebody's listening to this right now, going, "How doesn't he know?" And I just <laughs> don't know. And, and they're so probably me, really surprised. But if you knew, because I don't know. If you knew me for more than five minutes, you would be like, she needs pot, <laughs> Probably. but she's not smoking pot, so how can we get her pot? Well, we tried to get me pot, and I honestly could not toke. And surprisingly, I'm the calmer of the two of us, but last <laughs> week, I mean, because I'm really not, as a He's general not. rule, He's, the calm person. No. But between us, people would say I, I'm the calmer of the two, but last week, I was, I literally was told many times, like... I looked awful, and I needed, <laughs> like, I, I did. You because needed I, a refresher. Right, and that I, I need, and so I was like, and then I come across this place. It was like a week's tour of <laughs> what is happening. It was like pot, 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 it and is. more pot, and yet it's oil, and I still am confused. So well, I just need to so be So when I tried to do it, and people, you can laugh at me all you want, but it wasn't like a bowl thing. It looked like a little, like the vape pen, but it had the little pot thingy in it, and you had to. And they lit it for me because I'm afraid of lighters, which is another reason why I don't smoke anything because I'm afraid to hit the lighter. Mm-hmm. Petrified. But you had to like put your finger on top of the little hole. There's a little tiny hole. And then you had to, I'm saying this out loud, suck onto the the little bowl thing for the pot and inhale at the same time. It was That's not. <laughs> We're just not that coordinated. Way too many steps. We're just not that coordinated. And I, I didn't understand, like, could someone demonstrate to me? And they demonstrate, and I'm like looking at the little finger, but you have to, you have to close that off so that the smoke will come in to your lungs, and there's no filter, so it's painful. And I'm very anti-pain, very, very anti-pain. So it feels that burning sensation, so I'm not even inhaling. Well, I am the person who did not inhale. As much as you didn't want to say that, I don't want to say this. I don't <laughs> inhale well. I just don't. I have asthma and I cannot, like, it's hard for me to be able to take deep breaths. Even when I take my asthma spray. Yeah, he does have asthma. Like, it's hard for me to really get all of it in my lungs. if you know more than we do, which most of you do. I'd love to know. Give your number, Scott. Give your number up. It's 850-637-0867. I'd love to understand. Someone call me. Educate us. Educate us, Sarah. Please. (laughs) And we were talking about medical marijuana dispensaries. I'm not sure what I'm talking about, actually. I mean, (laughs) I know know that's what I'm trying to talk about, but I don't know what I'm talking about. So I looked it up. 
under the Department of Health in the state of Florida, there's a medical marijuana use department. And you apply for a card. You go to your doctor. I'm sure some doctors were like my gynecologist back in the day. And they wouldn't even give me um, I strong ibuprofen after my hysterectomy. So, so there's that extreme of a doctor. And then there's 420 doctors who will give you whatever you like. Hey, let me write this script. And then you can get a card. And 420 you described as? As the day, the national pot day that nobody knows why it's okay. April 20th. But the vernacular on this site well wasn't it legalized was first in some way in in colorado colorado maybe, was maybe it's four first, maybe it was 420 well, there i don't know california is really high-end use right and what is but i don't know use? like high like a lot of people smoke pot it was oh, okay. easy to get yeah and they had head shops okay you know like they had head shops in california made it easy to get not necessarily legal at the time but easy to obtain but not outside of Which California. Which is the reason I really like that show, Weeds. But that I understood. It was a great show. One of my favorites. Great show. But that one I understood because it was just completely illegal. Now that we've started to legalize yeah, components, we don't, we don't know where we're I'm at. Lost. <laughs> I'm lost in whether I'm... We have no I'm, idea. I'm lost in whether I'm illegal or legal. So I think I think California is more on the, the Amsterdam. There's no... You can't get hash, but you can get pot. You can get certain hashes. grades of it. Hashes a stronger type of different plant. Okay. Hashish. It's a different plant. Yeah. I dated a guy who, who smoked okay. hash and they put the little ball on the end yeah. of the cigarette. Hash to me is like corned beef. I'm... Well, hash to me is like Barney Miller. Do you uh, remember the old Barney Miller? I do. When they had the brownies and they got Yeah, I do. Stoned I just didn't really understand it. I didn't either. So, because we don't do that. We just, I drink bourbon, he drinks wine. Right. But California, le- or Colorado legalized the entire experience and their property values. I mean, to this day, yep. skyrocketed. You have like a five-minute turn on a house in Cal- in Colorado. Mm-hmm. So that's why, I mean, I was like, yeah, let's talk about it. Because these dispensaries of medical marijuana here in Florida have some prime real estate. Yeah, I mean, I've said it before, and I'll say it and again. Even though, even though it's not something that I do, no judgment. I, I, I None. don't. We're I just don't, questioning. We I don't, don't know. understand the whole, you know, reason that it is illegal. Because it's just, natural. That plant. is that is my opinion, plain and simple. But I don't, I, I don't understand now that we're kind of in this, this mixed bag. So well, it's speak, always been presented as the gateway. It's the gateway drug. So when you start marijuana, you know, when I was a nurse. Right. That was the gateway. So you start smoking pot, true pot, and you're, you know, you're growing your own. Then it, it leads to other things when that no longer works. Mm. So, yeah, I want to high off of this. I want to high off of that. I've, I'm a, I am a libertarian, and I've always believed tax it and make let the government make money of it, regulate it like they're doing now, make it safe for people. That's part of my thing with not ever smoking anything. Sarah and I were talking. I, I don't want to not be in control. I would never go to the Dominican Republic now, ever go, because I don't want to, I, I don't want to trust, I want to trust what I'm consuming. Right. Even if it's an Oreo, it's the chemicals. The chemicals are listed on the that. outside of the Oreo. I get that, I but I, I guess for me, 
I don't see the difference between that and alcohol. I, I, you have to. You well, have people to, could put other crap in it because it's not no, no, regulated. No, no, no. I get that. But if it is regulated, yeah. no different than them. no it's different safer. than alcohol. It's safer than alcohol. Some people could say if you start drinking this, then you're going to drink that, and then you're going to do this. I mean, you you have to have moderation in anything that you do, and and know your body and know how to control it. So you can't save everybody from everything. The reality is that. Therefore. I don't see the difference, but it is this culture that we're in right now that I really am unsure of because I don't know what one thing is or the other thing is, and I just kind of like to know things. I like to know what I'm doing. The medical-grade marijuana here in Florida will have some THC, but it's a very low percentage. That I just got off of the state of Florida And website. the THC gives you it the gives feeling. It gives the feeling, but it's very low. Is. Now, if we were to go down, say... I'm going to be stereotypical and say by the university. Okay. And we're going to meet somebody on a corner and give our $10 right. and get a bag for that $10. Right. That's going to be much higher THC. Because so they've the, not removed it. Right. It. Well, the plants are are raised with, with THC or they've been able to have certain genesis of the plant without THC. Ah, uh, okay. But the cannabis oil is still in both plants. Right, but that oil has no THC in it. It has very, 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 very little. And so that is simply to allow someone, not this feeling we're talking about, but, but the it does, side but effect, it does benefit. Some, it gives them some effect. Right. So I was a cancer nurse right. and hospice, and there were people who took what was called Marinol, M-A-R-I-N-O-L. And it's very high schedule. Like you have to be, it's very strictly guarded, but it also had that effect. So they would take Marinol if they were getting chemo because it would help them with nausea it uh, would help them with eating got it so there was always and it was a little round spherical ball it was always something available to it but it was very hard to get yeah i i a i don't inhale well but i also am against anything that makes you eat therefore it probably won't work out for me oh because you don't want to eat right exactly i don't want to gain weight so i'm not i'm not interested in anything that's going to make me hungry <laughs> absolutely nothing <laughs> and somebody offered somebody offered me some sort of dessert the I'm other night and it. i said i really don't want to like anything new like, please uh, just dear god <laughs> please no more turn it away i, I don't want to like anything I, new i'm capped out on good stuff mm-hmm. we were at artopia yeah and they had little petty fours yeah and jessica our friend jessica said hey patty have no <laughs> i do not and I don't need to like something that small that I now want 32 of them. Right. It's a no. Right. So I didn't have any. Yeah. I I, I, I think that whole that that whole thing is the devil's plan. It literally gives you the one and then you eat 32. Yeah, and it I'm doesn't doing... matter. It doesn't matter. I'd rather eat one piece of cake that's nicely sized than feel like I just ate 32 <laughs> little ones, which really is five pieces I'm of cake. Just, and they started laughing, but I was dead serious. I don't need to like anything new. Right. Just, I like my palate, my repertoire of Cheetos and <laughs> cheese toast. Uh, yeah, cheese toast uh, is I know. big at my house. I love cheese. Still I love American it. cheese so much. But we don't have any in our house. Yeah. Well, I was. Well, cheese affects my voice, so I really try to control it. So you ate a lot this week? No, I didn't. Oh. I think it's just a lot of work. Uh, you know, be. we're working a lot. I'm going to bed at 9.30, get up at 7. Paint dries out your, your lungs. Yeah, I'm going to Google 100% that. 100% on that. Okay, so skilled labor. Yes. That's what we're going to talk about. We only have a few more minutes left. We are running low on skilled labor. 
Call and, me on that too. I yeah, need, if you know of somebody, somebody we need drywall everything. repair, we need a pool liner. Like as I said in the first segment, we need a pool liner for a pool. Um, drywall, drywall repair, repair. big, big. Um, tile. We need a tile. We need a really good carpenter. So that's what we need. And people, I mean, you put a list out on Tallahassee Marketplace. You get a list. People don't call you back. They don't show up. I did an open house once on drywall repair. I was like, I'll be here from one to three. They didn't know how many people. I had nobody show up. Just, they said, well, yeah, we'll be there one to three. Nobody. So nobody. I, I apparently need to learn how to do drywall. <sighs> no. it's well, my, we're going to watch Bobby later. It's my next thing. I, it can't be that. It's, my ne- uh, well, it's just all about the touch. You know yeah, what I'm but I'm really good. Like, if <laughs> anything that's meticulous, I'm good at. Yeah. I think it's a lot of, like, our friend Virginia fixed her ceiling with popcorn, and she used that, basically, a dry brush technique, which I did on the ceiling. That's not the one I want to learn. I want to learn how to take popcorn down and make a... a, Oh, the skim coat. Yeah, I want to learn the skimming part. Oh, I just want to learn how to patch. Like, popcorn, I'm trying to... I don't don't want it around. Well, we do need it. No, no, I... I'm not saying that. I'm saying, oh, but if I'm general, going to learn aesthetically, you want to learn how to skim. I'm not about popcorn. Well, the skimming is, I don't think that hard. It's You have to sand afterwards, so yeah. it's dirty. Well, you can wear a mask. No, no, but the property. I mean, it's everything. You yeah, have to really you cover it well. At, well. No, you didn't. You, I didn't. you had to leave that day, but I was painting a popcorn ceiling. I've never looked more a mess in my life, ever. It was all over me. This is Patty Wilson. We're talking skilled repair. If you know of anybody... I need a mason, a pool liner. I'm adding my list. As- <laughs> mason, a pool liner, carpenter, drywall repair. Uh, my email is Patty is funny, right? Patty is funny at gmail.com. Patty with a Y. 850-656-0009. Have a great week. Have a great week. Thanks we for listening. Tomorrow